One of the things I enjoy doing in my free time is going fishing. And being a student at Mundelein Seminary makes that very convenient because we have a huge lake over there. Now, when it comes to the things required for fishing, I know I can always look at the things that I don't have and think, hmm, I have a pretty nice fishing rod, but that one's nicer. You know, I have a pretty good reel, but that one's more expensive. I don't necessarily need anything. I have all of what I need to go fishing. I have a nice set of things, but sometimes we want more. If you've ever heard the classic joke about fishing or guys in boats, it goes a little bit like this. What are the two happiest days in a man's life? The day that he buys his boat and the day that he sells his boat. How fickle we can be. One day, this sounds like a great idea, and the next we realize it wasn't really that important in the first place. And we see what happens if we turn our minds away from God and we focus too much on wealth in particular. We see from the reading of the prophet of Amos, there's these different people who they're trying to cheat each other in all kinds of various ways. They say, we'll set our scales for cheating, meaning it's going to be in my favor regardless of what I do, or that we're going to be so greedy that we're going to buy the poor people for a sandal. I don't know about you, but I feel like a person is worth more than just a shoe. So we see a sort of extreme example, right? That if we focus too much on one particular thing and not of God, that we become drawn in the wrong direction. So also in our gospel, we hear that a steward was dishonest in his dealings, much like the men in the first reading. And the master finds out and says, you can no longer be my servant. But what he does is he thinks, well, how am I going to take care of myself? He doesn't say, I'm going to try to correct what I've done. Think of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who when Jesus spoke with him, Zacchaeus' response was, I will pay back four times anything that I have done, anything I have stolen, I will give to the poor. We see that is the response that we're called to in such circumstances. But the man in our gospel, he just says, I'm going to start to plan ahead. I'm going to start making some dealings with the people around town so that they'll like me. He says, how much do you owe my master? A hundred dollars? Okay. Write down 50. So now when he leaves, all of these different people that are listed, the people who have, they owe olive oil or they owe wheat or so on and so forth, that now they have a better deal. Not because he's trying to fix what's going on, not because he's trying to fix the mistakes that he's made, but because he wants people to like him. He wants people to welcome him into their homes. So we see again, if we become too caught up in things other than Christ, we turn and we become distracted. We look to other things. So how are we to incorporate this into our own lives? 
because wealth or money is necessary for life. To some degree, we have to be able to provide for our families, of course. And money is not inherently bad. It's not inherently good either. It's just neutral. It's something that we use. But the way that you treat money can be good or bad. The way that you treat what you own can be good or bad. If I focus too much on my fishing gear and I don't go pray, I'm not going to be a very good seminarian. If we cling too much to what we own and we forget about the importance of God, we won't be very good disciples. And those things happen gradually. They're understandable. But sometimes we need to look back to where we have been. And I think one of the best ways that we can assess our relationship with God and our relationship with what we've been given is to reflect on our day. One of the greatest traditions in our church is to reflect on the evening, during the evening, on how the day has gone. What have I done today? Did I serve God? Did I take advantage of the times when there were opportunities to help people? Did I do something that I ought not to have done? So on and so forth. Just taking the time to reflect, how could I have been better? And so we can do the same with our money and the things that we own. You can say, was I too focused on whatever it is that might be passing in the moment? Or is my primary focus on God? And so we see that the actions of the heart are the most important. Where is our heart in all of these things? Because in reality, we are only stewards of what we have been given. What we own is not ultimately all that important. We use it in the service of God. We use it in the service of growing in discipleship. So as we continue throughout this week and throughout our lives, may we continue to reflect on how we can serve the Lord evermore through the things that we have and through the actions of our heart. Now finally, changing gears a little bit, Father mentioned there is a second collection for seminarians and for Mundelein Seminary, for the formation that takes place there. And so I won't speak very much, but what I can say is thank you for your generosity in the past. And it makes a lot of a difference in the lives of those who are in the seminary and the lives of those who will be in the seminary. And just one quick example. When I was in college, the very beginning, I went to a public university and I was studying math and science primarily. I did not like talking in front of people at all. But being in the seminary and being trained and educated in the way that we're benefit, the way that we're blessed to do, I'm so much more comfortable with it now. It's something that I enjoy. And that's just one thing. So there is so much that comes from the seminary. So I'm thankful for the gifts that you and everybody else have given in the past. And just know that this is another opportunity to share your generosity with each of us and the seminary at large. So, thank you.